Welcome to Your Creative Chord Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Lee Hodgins. If you'd like to explore creativity, hear about other creators, or get more inspiring stories to empower you, Your Creative Chord Podcast is the place to be. Please join me at yourcreativechord.com forward slash get inspired here. This episode covers the second half of my interview with Transformation Success Coach Tiffany Town on dealing with anxiety, developing a success mindset, how awareness, self-care practice, and gratitude can transform negative self-talk patterns, and much more. Check out the first part of our conversation on your Creative Chord podcast in the show notes below. You'll also find links and more information in the show notes about how you can connect with Tiffany Town and learn more about all her powerfully positive offerings for your successful mindset. Let's dive back into this encouraging conversation with Tiffany Town. Can you describe to me what your gratitude daily practice looks like and what what are things that people can do in terms of self-care or self-love? Give give me some examples so people that don't know, even know how to start with that or may have forgotten how to take care of themselves, give us some ideas of that. Well, the very first and foremost, um, I, I've had clients who come to me and really struggle with this because they think it's a hard thing. They think it's something that's um, difficult to do and it takes a lot of brain power and it really doesn't. And I want to debunk that myth right now. You mean self-care um, is a hard thing? The, the gratitude practice, oh, having gotcha. gratitude practice. Gotcha. Okay. So my gratitude practice looks like this. I wake up every morning. I immediately start saying thank you. Thank you for the air that I breathe. Thank you for another beautiful day. As mm. I'm walking to the bathroom, as I'm walking to go feed the dog, then I come back and I sit and I write and I write out 10 gratitudes every day, every day, every day. And they range from little teeny tiny things. Like I am grateful today for the coffee that I'm drinking Mm. or something big. I am grateful for my health. Mm. Or I am grateful that I live in a world where I control my destiny. That's big. Yeah. So it can be as little or as big as you want it to be. The key is that you have to feel something for it. Yes. Emotionally attached to the what you're writing yes. is what you're saying. Yes. Yes. It's interesting you said that because, I, again, I was just talking to – um, I think it was Linus Woods Mullins, who's a, uh, a wellness for women over 40 um, coach. And she, I lied, it wasn't her. I'm sorry. It was Kim Wiggins, who is a mindset coach. And she was talking about that every day she wakes up and says um, a Christian biblical scripture or something. And I'm sorry, I'm, I'm Buddhist. And I, I was raised Christian, but I've forgotten exactly how it goes. But she said um, something about... I give praise and thanks to the Lord for making this day, and I'm grateful for everything in it or whatever. I seriously botched it. But but the point of it is she wakes up right away and says, thank you for the day, exactly what you just said. She says, thank you for the blessed day and that she's going to spend her day being grateful and repaying her gratitude for this beautiful day. And what struck me about that and what's striking me about 
your morning routine of setting 10 gratitudes every day is that the fact that you do it the first thing when you wake up, you even say it in your mind or to yourself as soon as you get up before you even write it down, is that you are making a powerful shift in, it seems to me, you're making a powerful shift in your mind for the entire day and how it's going to go, as opposed to, you know, you wake up, you've had a bad dream and you're thinking about the weirdness of it, or <laughs> or yes. you wake up and you're worried about a certain thing or a certain person or a certain task and you're just focusing on the negativity of that thing, and or you wake up and you think of all the to-do things that you have to do, or you wake up and you look at your email, you know, and you get overwhelmed with other people's stuff. Instead, this morning routine of self-care that you're describing is to me it sounds phenomenally powerful because you're changing the trajectory of your entire day yes and is that do you experience that from your gratitudes you know that or in your journaling do you feel like it's making a shift absolutely i i the having a solid gratitude practice I really started to um, tap into it last year sometime. I mean, I've always had a gratitude practice, but I got really serious about it. Mm. And um, just this past year, and it has completely changed my life. That's really amazing. Yeah. Completely. For people who are new to listing what they're grateful for, um, you know, and getting used to that, you said that you need to be emotional about um, whatever it is you're right. Even if it's, I'm grateful for this hot coffee on a cold winter day, you, you really need to feel some emotion for it. That's what you said, right? Yes. Yes. And, w and, and as an example, when I write that in my journal, um, I'm not just doing it to fill a space to fill those 10 gratitudes. Right. I am truly excited for my first morning cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I am too. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. To, anyway, so so this is a beautiful way uh, for people who are not accustomed to taking care of themselves or not accustomed to the concept of self-love. Simple thing, just be grateful. What can we do every day to stay positive and focused on the present and not succumb to our past negative self-talk and beliefs? That's a, that's a big one for people who are anxiety-ridden. How do we stay positive and focused on the present? going back to gratitude, you know, gratitude isn't something I just practice in the morning when I, you know, I have, I always use an example of what I have a really long commute to the office every day. I I'm on the road for probably an hour wow. and it's, it's highway driving with truckers and it's open highway and it's windy and it's scary in the winter time. And I start to have a lot of anxiety by the time I leave my dirt road and hit the pavement. Where, where do you live? What state are you in? I'm in Colorado. I'm oh, in my. Eastern Colorado. Yeah. Okay. I'm in Kentucky. So just, we have winters like that too. So you're in a, an hour in the car in all kinds of weather with crazy drivers and big trucks. Yes. <laughs> yes. So you can imagine that that is stressful. a little, yeah. yeah, yeah, stressful. And as soon as I start to feel some form of twinge of my anxiety kicking in, I immediately go to my gratitude. I look for things in my sight line. I am grateful for the, the oh, view yes. that I have while I'm driving. I am grateful for the blue sky. I am grateful. Or I even just say thank you. 
Thank you, safe drivers who are on the road with me. Thank mm-hmm. you, trucker, for not sh- changing lanes in front of me. Thank you all for being safe. Thank you. You know, whatever it is, it immediately brings you to the present because there's no way in heck that you can be currently saying something you're grateful for in your present state and be worrying about what could potentially happen down the road. That's really, really powerful right there. And I, I now I remember I actually watched this presentation of yours and it was it was very good. I I, I suggest everybody go watch this <laughs> and I'll put the <laughs> link below that her her strategy for combating anxiety that she just kind of summarized here. Um but that statement you just made that when you when you start focusing on things that you can be grateful for right now you literally can't worry you can your mind can't do two different things at the same time that's huge that's so powerful yeah and i even t- i even tell my clients test it and see what happens <laughs> did you yeah exactly i mean test it I'm going to be honest. I have my own um, lifelong battle with anxiety and I'm I'm still battling it, but I'm much better than I used to be. I used to be, um, you know, for example, I, I lived as a musician, a performing vocalist, pianist for many years and I had stage fright that was debilitating and I would throw up before every performance and I would just have horrible nerves. And I used my Buddhist practice of chanting. I'm an SGI Buddhist practitioner. And that philosophy in itself is about, it's very similar to what you're saying. It's about um, gratitude and empowerment and making your own determination to redirect your own destiny and, you know, battling my weaknesses basically. And so that practice, plus the fact that I, kind of threw myself into as many performances as possible. To, that was one way. And the more I did it, the more desensitized, I mean, desensitized I became. And gradually, of course, I also gained confidence to deal with it. And now I can, I can be in front of thousands of people. I can do anything. Yeah. It doesn't affect me anymore. I have different kinds of anxiety now with launching a business. And mm-hmm. my my personality, my karmic tendencies, I call them, I gravitate towards the negative. So I have to, I'm learning the power of replacing those negative thoughts or negative really habits with something positive. So this idea of gratitude is real. I'm going to dig into that with my Buddhist practice as well as in, in my journaling. But what I was getting to was um, just through my own process, sometimes I've tried different you know, strategies, coaching, counseling, um, my chanting, my affirmations and replacing thoughts and practicing it. And sometimes I make great, you know, I've come a long way, long story shorter. But I still, as a human, go through things that there are certain areas of my life. I still feel anxiety sometimes. Did you ever find or do you find sometimes, because I know you've been through so many different kinds of life challenges as well and came out on the other end as a survivor and much stronger for it. But did you ever feel when you're, you know, aiming to combat your anxiety that sometimes it's a lot harder to do with your gratitude? Like you have to work a little bit harder at it in certain situations than others? Yes, yes. Um, because sometimes the stuff that's causing the anxiety is buried way down yeah, deep. Yeah, yeah. And it takes that digging and it takes that, you know, willingness to sit with it and trust it and ask the questions again, create some awareness and keep asking the questions until something stirs with inside of you. Mm. Once you find what that is, you write it down because you don't ever want to forget. Right. But it's out of you now. 
and you can always refer back to it. You, oh, is this causing me the anxiety again? Is this what's happening with me? Um, But again, it's the sitting with it. And I know, you know, having an anxiety attack feels like you're dying sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But if you can just tell yourself and know that no matter how bad it feels, you are not going to die. Right. And some, and sometimes that gives me peace knowing that that is, Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. I'm okay. Yeah. Because I've been in that situation. I I used, I don't do it anymore. I'm like, like I said, I've made great strides, but I used to wake up at two or three in the morning. A lot of this uh, as well was when I was in Japan dealing with culture shock and, and just, there's a lot going on when you're living in a foreign country (laughs) Mm -hmm. sometimes. And just being a hypersensitive artist type that, you know, it was where I was at, but I used to wake up in the middle of the night really anxious and it's it people who suffer from this kind of anxiety they really get it that it does feel like yeah. the end of the world your approach to helping people and we'll get to this too cuz I I know that you have services and programs that people can um get involved in that will help them with this but the idea of sitting with yourself and sitting with that anxiety was new to me and mm-hmm. That's the last thing an anxiety-ridden person wants to yeah. do is sit still with it. Yeah. We want to run away from it. But you're, the point is that yeah. aware, that awareness comes from the courage to just sit with those feelings. And if and I've learned I'm learning this myself that the more I'm sitting with it and digging into okay, why do I feel that? And questioning it and looking at the what's making me think that way. What and I write down all my worries or the things that are causing me anxiety, and then I for myself I write. Okay, well, what can I do about that? You know, you know, are there things that I can actually take action to do? Let's look at this re- reasonably. Anyway, I just think it's a, a big thing to sit with something. And once you sit with it long enough, you at least from my own experience, I find for my, you know, for my listeners who might be dealing with this, the more you sit with it, and, and like you said earlier, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. That's a big thing. Once you get comfortable with that, with being uncomfortable with something, then you can, you have the power in your hands and you can kind of look at things and you can ask questions. So I love this. I, I, I hope that many people take advantage of this. And I wanted to ask, what are some ways that like women can connect with you who want to break through to a new level or figure out how to move forward or who are dealing with anxiety? What are some ways that, that they could connect with you? Well, I have a couple of different avenues. Um, I have my website. It's inspireyourlifecoach.com. And there you can connect with me. I have a blog that I, I post on there. Um, I have more information about my coaching. And then also on Facebook, I am at Spire Your Life with Tiffany Town. And that's my business page, which also links to my private women's Facebook group, which I'm so excited for because this is a recent thing that I've, I've launched. It's women taking action for change. Mm. And I invite any woman into that group who, who is ready to take a look at where they are and where they want to be. What's the name of the Facebook group? Women taking action for change. Gotcha. You're listening to Your Creative Chord Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Lee Hodgins. If you love this content, please join my mail list at yourcreativechord.com forward slash get inspired here. That's yourcreativechord, C-H-O-R-D, yourcreativechord.com forward slash get inspired here 
no spaces in between anything. Back to the interview. What do they expect if they join that group? I provide, you know, I'm in there every day. I'm posting things every day, whether it's a video, um, wow. something that that um, I, I uh, am working on with a client, something that's come up in my commonalities throughout my days. But I'm in there at least two to three times times a day. I'm posting something inspirational. I'm posting things to make you guys think about stuff. Um, and then every Saturday I do a Saturday session with Tiffany where I kind of dive a little bit deeper into some of the issues that, um, plague my clients, you know, that things that they're struggling with and, um, give some brief overview of what it is and what it means and, um, give a little bit of history as to how I dealt with the same similar situations, which mm. is a big um, help for me working through my vulnerability. So thank you to mm. all of you who are assisting me in this process. Um, and then from there, you know, if you want to um, dig deeper, there's, you know, you can book a call with me and we'll get you set for one-on-one -on -one session. I love that. Anybody that's listening to this, if you if you look in the show notes, you'll find all of these links. So if you want to get in touch with Tiffany, and I just want to say as someone who has and does still in some ways deal with anxiety over different things and forgetting to practice self-care because I get so busy. Mm -hmm. I've listened to a few of Tiffany's, I've watched some of your Facebook lives and I've gone through some of the blogs and things that you offer. And I found them very relevant for me. And one of the things that I really like about and why I wanted to feature you on this show is because I feel that you are relatable and the fact that you share very vulnerably the things that you've already been through and you you've been through a lot of different things and i think you know a lot of times people may be a little bit hesitant to go into counseling or whatever because they feel i don't know a little less personally connected maybe that you know this this counselor has great credentials and they supposedly know what they're doing they've got you know phds or whatever and i'm not knocking those because some of them are, are fantastic they do fantastic work for people and with people but sometimes people don't feel comfortable in that situation just because it's more impersonal it's more of a kind of an authority figure you know situation it's kind of uncomfortable but i felt from your what's the word, honesty and authenticity of sharing your own struggles to me, it, because I've been through my own struggles. And that's what I do through my content as I share my own personal development, you know, based on my journey. And I feel that people like you who are able to share that really are, I would find many people would be more comfortable with you because you understand where they are. You've been in those situations. You've been through it yourself. And I think to me, that's why I said in the introduction, really, I think your life experiences and the fact that you've been through all of that and you've turned it into your mission to help other people, that to me is your credential. And that's my vote of confidence for, <laughs> for Tiffany Town. <laughs> I so appreciate that. I so appreciate that because that's exactly the message that I want to convey. It's beautiful. And, yeah. and, and part of the reason I became a coach is because I felt I had a gift to give other women. Absolutely. And, yeah. and to show them that the suffering can stop, the, 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 all of it can stop. You have the power and to help them actually take that action step to do so. I love that. It's just so, 
such a passion of mine. And, and as far as, you know, my life experiences to be a coach, you have to come to the table with your raw authenticity. And I honestly believe that if you can't do that, then you need to find something else to do. Because if you can't take where you are to get to where you want to be, how in the heck are you going to help someone else do the same? Mm -hmm. It's powerful that you say that you have a mission to help other people and you want to help other people find their whatever it is, what, you know, their brilliance and their way of expressing who they are, they're fulfilling their potential, that that everybody has that, you know, just because you're a coach, and that's your mission, that's, that's a fantastic thing. But there are other women who have different, incredible gifts. And I think, you know, working doing the work with a coach like this, is a great way to give women a step up toward really fulfilling their potential and doing whatever you know, making that impact that they can make in their community, in their family, in society, in their career. You also have a 90-day program called Action for Change. Can you tell us about that? It's a it's a 90-day program where I offer nine one-on-one sessions within those 90-day periods. And we wow. deep dive. We go deep into the root of things and come out the other side. And you come out with um, tools in your toolbox a new outlook, different mindset, and we rework everything that 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 you're willing to put forward and, and bring to the table. And, you know, it's it's one on one with me personally. And I actually do them through Zoom so that I can record them and email them back so that you have them for future reference. Wow, nobody does that. That that's huge because yeah. you can kind of sometimes when you're in the moment of talking to someone, you don't really get it, but then you see yourself and you hear it. And you hear what the coach is saying, and it kind of can hit you a little deeper. It might, it might. Wow, that's a great service. I'm just going to say, yeah. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I want a copy. So, so luckily, I'm recording this podcast, so I have a copy of this one. Yay. <laughs> so, just for my audience, thank. I just want to say thank you so much, Tiffany Town, Transformation Success Coach, for joining your Creative Cord Podcast, and thank you for inspiring me and my audience, Team YCC. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we close this episode? Just to tell you how grateful I am for this opportunity and for being able to share to as many women out there who are looking for something, some inspiration, some help, some guidance, um, an accountability partner. I'm your gal. Hit me up. Yeah, you were so welcome. And I I second that emotion. (laughs) So have a wonderful afternoon. I hope to see you soon on the Facebook group. Thank you so much, Jenny. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Your Creative Chord Podcast. I'm Jenny Lee Hodgins. I'd like to thank my guest, Transformation Success Coach Tiffany Town, for joining me today for this episode of Your Creative Chord Podcast and for sharing her inspiring story, positivity, and self-care tips. You'll find links and more info about how you can connect with Tiffany Town and all her amazing offerings for your mindset wellness in the show notes below check the show notes for the other half of this encouraging interview. And please consider subscribing to this podcast and leaving a review. Even a sentence helps. Share this with a friend. Any effort you make will help me continue bringing empowering content to you and others looking for ways to nurture creativity and inspiration. And if you loved this content, please join my mail list at yourcreativecord.com forward slash get inspired here. Thanks for listening.